She is power. She wears a few hats. Businesswoman, model, educator, art lover, and many other things. And of course, uh, our uh, leaders of industry featured today, featuring uh, the one and only Miss Tandy CVC. Miss Tandy, good morning this whole morning. Welcome to the show, and thank you for waking up so early. Good morning, good mind. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, and I would like to wish a very happy Women's Day to all your female listeners. How has Women's Month grabbed you under these uh, very trying times? It's been very interesting, but I could say um, as women, we already adapt to handling um, very... Um, challenging times, so it's, it's, I feel like with COVID added on top of everything, we've, um, we've had to just keep on weathering the storm. But um, as a woman, um, challenges, are, I believe, are there all the time, every day. Uh, speaking of COVID, how have you navigated the space? I mean, the, being in the arts must have been a bit of a minefield. Yes. So artists have carried on um, producing works and buyers have remained um, slightly active. So it hasn't been dead. Um, and um, uh, for me personally, I was supposed to open my art gallery, in fact, 34 days before we went into lockdown. So that ended up being cancelled. And even now, as we are sitting, we're having meetings um, with the landlords, with um, some of the investors on a weekly basis, just trying to see um, what to do and whether to move forward. So um, just that um, uncertainty of COVID is <laughs> is very crippling, but we remain positive and yeah, and work, work, work carries on. We're working. So that means uh, you've gone virtual somehow. Um, obviously, physically, you're not, you're not able to, you know, to welcome guests, but business continues virtually. Yes, yes. Business is continuing virtually. We've actually had to look at, um, I believe this is something that probably many businesses in all types of um, industries we're looking at, which is um, integrating e-commerce into their into their platform. So this is something that we were going to do when we're opening the gallery, but now we see it as something that's needed even more. Um, and the reason why we wanted to do that um, is because we wanted to have um, a broader reach and we find that African art has um, stimulated um, the world and everybody is looking at Africa um, when um, they are considering investing, especially in emerging arts. So with um, going virtual, we wanted to provide a platform for people from all over the world to be able to access African art. So, yes. Your relationship with the art, where does it go back to? Where does the story begin? So my relationship with the art, I could say, started when I used to follow my mother in the cornfield. My parents are farmers, and I would beg her. I think I was um, five, six years old. I would beg her to tell me stories about Africa. And um, so she raised me to be very proud um, of where I come from, very proud of um, our traditional art forms and also just the continent at large, our cultures, our traditions. 
And so when I came to Joburg to study when I was 17, um, I studied for a year. And a year later, I dropped out and started my company. And the reason why I did that was because the more I looked around me, the world was fast um, globalizing. And I thought that, you know, um, I had to do something to make sure that our culture is um, not forgotten, but also as the world becomes one um, one culture <laughs> with, 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 with globalization that Africa is also um, represented. So that's where my art um, or my love for art really comes from, from my village, humble beginnings in Escort, KwaZulu-Natal. A, a particular kind of art, uh, I might ask? Yes. So my interest um, started um, with just watching um, my mother and her friends and my aunts and all the women in my village making amakansi, which I think is called read mess um, in English, and they would make baskets. And so I wanted, when I started um, CBC Gallery, I really wanted to highlight um, the traditional art forms that exist and also um, also just to try and find ways to preserve them because I found that with the older generation um, um, sort of, um, you know, I don't want to say die, <laughs> but, but, but with older people um, or, or rather our art forms were disappearing um, with the older generation and um, so then I got into the industry and then I was quickly introduced to contemporary art, which I fell in love with. And, and for me, when it comes to contemporary art, I, I wanted to focus on the emerging artists and really nurture um, artists at their grassroots um, and try to get them to a place where their art will be highly collectible and, and be um, seen as investment art. You know, talking about uh, our art going with the elders, it's 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 a worry. We, <clears throat> excuse me, we hope uh, you know in your position you'll be able to document our history and our culture through the, the gallery. Is that what is on the pipeline for you? Yes, 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 definitely. Um, um, preservation is documenting, and we find that um, most of our art, so in fact, um, our culture as a whole. Um, is only codified, which is, you know, you'll find a grandmother telling a story to, 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 to a young one and, you know, nothing is written down. So what we are trying to do now is to make sure that everything is coded, everything is written or um, videos are created that can be, you know, accessed by, by, um, um, by the public. And also just advising artists that as they make artworks, you know, I often say you don't even have to be a writer, but as you, you produce these works, just, you know, scribble some notes and, 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 and tell the story of, of what inspires these works and, and, um, and your methods and techniques and so forth. Because for me, the biggest tragedy as a mother is to go on the internet and search for African art and not really find anything. And then I feel like when my kids are grown, they have to live in an age where, where there's information um, that is out there. And I, I feel like it begins then with, with, with us today.
Interesting stuff. Now, when you started this stand, obviously a lot of people must have thought, yeah, 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 that space, young <laughs> woman, African nohal, you who, hey, you're going, you're, you're chatting on uncharted waters here. Yes, yes, yes. It was Uncharted Waters. I became the first black woman to own an art gallery in South Africa. Um, I was 25 years old. I dropped out of school, so didn't have an education. I was not um, a part of the inner circle in the arts. Um, I was, you know, coming from a business perspective more than more than anything. So for me, it was obviously I wanted to highlight the arts, but I came in as someone who wanted to open the space and sell and get our art into as many homes as possible. So I could say that um, a lot of people, and even today, see me as a disruptor. So, um, you know, someone that needs to be stopped sometimes, which is which is um, unfortunate. Um, but, but what I've found is I've got a great relationship with, with artists and they... They, you know, because they recognize that they need a more um, or diverse platforms where they could showcase their art. And you find that in the art industry, I think the challenges that are there at the moment is just a lack of um, art galleries in South Africa and also art galleries that champion young emerging artists from previously um, disadvantaged backgrounds. We're chatting uh, to the owner of uh, the CBC Gallery, which is just waiting in the wings uh, for level one, uh, most probably, so that uh, you can yes. go and really appreciate uh, the finer things in life, have a bit of wine and some cheese and some cocktails, and uh, buy an art piece at the price you can afford. We'll chat more in a moment. Stay with us. Hashtag spread the love. South Africa. Love everyone. It's about spreading love and breaking down barriers, not building up hate. Spread the love. SFM, leading the conversation. Nice to have her with us. Uh, oh, Sistandi is our guest. Sistandi, what is your reading of... Uh you know, the art space generally in South Africa. Who is there? Who's got power? Are the playing fields being leveled? Are we getting more uh, people appreciating art who before couldn't or were not interested? Um, oh, goodness. I could say the, the, play, the playing fields are starting to level in a sense that um, the artists, especially the young uh, black artists, they rebelled when I came into the industry um, in 2012. And, you know, where you would have found that um, artists are only dependent on a gallery these days. Artists are, are very much entrepreneurs and they're opening their studios and treating them as, as, as art galleries because they are tired of waiting to be invited. Um, and when it comes to collectors, um, it's still, you know, my reason for also coming into the industry was to expose art um, to, more, to, to more buyers because you find that there is that seasoned collector that has been collecting for many, many years or rather the seasoned collectors, they just, you know, through auctions, the artworks, bouncing from one individual to the next. So 
I wanted to open a space where, um, you know, with the new high net worth um, individuals, especially that are in the space where the gallery will be, the center district, um, I wanted to, to, to interest those people and also to, to, to begin to, to show them that there is an alternative, very lucrative investment, which is the arts and, and it's right here. It's in Africa, you know, instead of having just foreign internationals coming to South Africa to buy art, we also need to consume our own. I don't know if I missed you. Is it high net worth or network? High net worth. Ah, so brothers and sisters with more chankuras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but not, you know, not necessarily. The nice thing about investment art or emerging art is that um, for myself, who is someone who also collects, um, you can buy from an artist that is up and coming um, and then find that in the next couple of years, you know, their works have doubled or tripled or, you know, even more. So um, I think I think it's about getting people to fall in love with art and start to consume. And then they'll be surprised because most individuals will think, you know, you have to part with a couple of millions to get um, good investment pieces. And that is not the fact. I'm told as well, uh, you know, the, the reopening of the CBC Gallery, one of the focal, focal points is to... Um, give an opportunity to emerging collectors to be able to afford uh, buying quality art, i.e. the price points are going to be affordable. Um, how, how is this going to work? I mean, it's COVID-19. <laughs> the rent is, you know, has got its own challenges. People are stretching their back. Gee. Well, what I've found, um, especially with seasoned international collectors, is that art um, doesn't really go into into um, a depression or into recession, um, and and mainly because when everything um, is going down, art is usually going up. So you'll find that many individuals um, they will then turn into into art um, when they're looking at investment. But it's also, um, I think in terms of price points, um, very, very affordable. I mean, I sell pieces anywhere from about five, seven thousand all the way to a couple of millions. So it's, and, and also, I mean, the, the, the lower price points, you find that, um, you, you've got collectors that bought something, uh, four or five years ago for 10,000 rand, and then those pieces are now valued at, um, say, 100,000. And these are pieces that you can, you know, um, resell them through auctions. So it's, um, it's, I think, I think it's the best investment. <laughs> Sure, 5,000, eh? Yeah, no, that's uh, probably in our range in a couple of, you know, months of saving <laughs> and uh, tightening the belt uh, and so on. Now, also, you know, there have been talk about young collectors feeling intimidated. It's almost like uh, it, it, they wanted to enter that space, but they were intimidated. W what do you think was the cause? I think I think it's because galleries um, <laughs> are very closed up, especially South African galleries. So you find that in in in, in other continents such as America and Europe, um, you know, art galleries the doors are wide open. But then when you walk into a South African gallery, you sort of feel like you have to know 
what you're talking about. And, and, and I don't think people buy art because they need to have studied um, art history. I think art is, 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 is culture. And therefore, people want something to bring home, to create a conversation and, 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 and to make the space um, feel warmer and also obviously to invest. Um, in, 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 in the arts or, or in our traditional art forms and our artists and so forth. So that is what um, I decided to do with the gallery. I wanted a gallery that is open to, to, to not just collectors, but also to people that just love to browse art because you find that um, when I couldn't afford art, I used to walk into the Parisian galleries and, and, and view art and then look at what, where they take. That uh, this space is for other people. What can you say to them? I have to say you have to believe in yourself and dream the biggest dream and everything is possible, especially in South Africa. I tell you, because some of us have thought, hey, you know, the gallery there, it's those people who drink wine and eat those finger lunches and they speak big English. Hey, we'll see it some other time. Well, you know, you know, one thing I learned is I, I, I learned that this is Africa and I do not have to speak English, but I do have to be passionate about, about the arts and about the continent. And um, I think at the end of of um, or the most important thing is the passion, and then people they read and they invest um, in passion. There's a, another career. There's another opportunity. Advocate Tandisibisi in the making slash businesswoman mm. slash uh, gallerist slash model slash uh, a few other things that are coming. Sister Andy, thank you for joining us. Wishing you the best thank of you luck so much. Uh, with the exhibition. Please give us details as we get closer, but people can still engage with you if they're looking for pieces to add into their collections as well. Thank you for having me. You're a star. Keep up the good work and a rock star. I won't mess with you legally. I'll just come for advice. <laughs> we can negotiate price. No, I'm very, I'm very nice. <laughs> I'm very um yes yes it's just it's just obviously as I said that being a woman so we have to try and empower ourselves in all kinds of ways and and for me this was something that was very important fantastic stuff power to you sister Andy and all the best and thank you for chatting to us this morning thank you lovely thank you yeah you can tell she's so gentle gentle soul but don't mess with her don't mess with her you're on your own we won't be there